Hi, you guys. You're listening to Good Vibes Sunday, a podcast brought to you by I Am Warhol, the blog. Every Sunday, I'll be sitting down with provocative thinkers, industry disruptors, and culture changers. My intention for every guest is to talk about breaking barriers, shifting old paradigms, and really just opening up a vulnerable conversation. Our guest today is Nate Hughes. Nate is a pastor for young adults at The Grove, which is a Christian church found in Chandler, Arizona. The ethos behind Nate's teachings is really just to do life with you. You know, Adam and I have been watching Nate for a long time, and what we love about the way that Nate preaches is just the way that he breaks everything down to its bare bones, and he's able to read books and take principles of life and really relate them to the Bible and translate that in a way that is very relatable, in a very simple way, and it's completely free of expectations. The Grove, which is where Nate is a pastor, also has a different exterior than most churches. It's very millennial-based, and it has very much meaning to every part of the structure. For example, they have reclaimed wood, which represents the scarring and our souls and how we all get a second chance at life. They're located in a modern building that has huge windows, which translates to the exterior of the church. So meaning that everybody who comes there comes and gathers to learn the teachings. However, the exterior world is really where we practice these teachings. So it really blurs that line between church and the world and uh, I just love the meaning they place behind even just the building itself and that all transcends into their teachings and their pastors beyond religion Nate is really just a great human being and a great example of who we all should strive to be and so I asked him to come on and uh, I'm really excited to share just a great conversation between us and him and the other day actually he posted on Instagram Uh, that he had just finished up reading the book, Who Stole My Cheese? Along with the post, he talked about the difference between letting change choose us and us choosing to change. So today we will explore a lot further into what this means. And Nate really opens up about his upbringing and his personal experiences through life and how he's gotten to where he is today. So please help us welcome Nate Hughes. All right, Nate, so thanks for coming on with us. We're so excited to have you and, and just to probe your mind about how we can all create uh, life visions for ourselves by choosing to agree with change. So thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Seriously, I've looked up to you guys for uh, such a long time now, so it's really an honor just to be able to come on to this podcast and just to be able to talk with you guys and share a little bit about my heart. Oh, um, Nate, you're the best, man. No, absolutely, <laughs> likewise. No, I mean, you say that, but we watch your stories on Instagram, like on repeat, because you always provide so much value uh, to everybody, and yeah, don't ever, no, don't ever stop. I'm sure you know that, but don't And you're a professional. <laughs> you're a professional, <laughs> yeah. You. I was, you guys, I was just talking to my twin brother, and I was telling him about you guys, and we both said that like, you guys are so genuine. Your Aww. heart, like, it's just, it, it, for real, we can feel it. So I just wanted to thank you guys just for being real oh and just for being so encouraging and supportive, even from such a distance. It's really, it's it's special. Oh, absolutely. No, that that's honestly Nate, the biggest. Nate, you want a back rub? No, stop. <laughs> you're such a <laughs> No, that's, that's the biggest compliment. No, that's no, the really biggest. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's the biggest compliment. And, and we, I mean, the feeling is mutual. So thank you so much, Nate. Um, but, but this whole thing about uh, a change, I, this whole topic has been really 
kind of on our minds, especially after you posted, speaking of social media, you posted about it um, after you finished up a book called uh, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Can you tell us what you took from it? Yeah, so I have been fascinated with the concept of change, and I recently had the opportunity to speak about it, and it's funny because this book popped up into my mind, and I first heard about this book four years ago, and it was one of those moments, yeah, but I I didn't read it four years ago. You know how that happens? You hear about something, and then (laughs) it just kind of just goes to the back of your mind, so Uh finally, um, four years later, I picked this book up, and it's called Who Moved My Cheese? Really, this book is about, it's about human nature and how... um, we can get so set in our ways as human mm-hmm. beings and when we face change it wrecks us like we're, we're paralyzed by it we're afraid of it we're resistant to it so this book is really breaks down just human nature and um what we should do when we face change okay i hadn't read the book um but after you posted about it, i told adam about it and he was like you know i read that book back when i was playing baseball and and he told me watch this video so i watched a little summary of it and you're right and it was it's funny because this video was really i mean the book is a very simple read right i mean it's yes. a it's like an hour long i mean it's a really thin book mm-hmm. and it's a very simple way to put such an important lesson about change like you said and it's basically about a, a guy like two little people right and yeah, then and then yeah, and two little mice and basically going after one two. has you know one has the instincts and then one has the complex mind of a human right exactly. or, that, or right. two or two have complex minds of the human and then the two mice are more instinctual and kind of just flow go with the flow of things instead of not dwelling so much on the little things or the big things they kind of move with life right right right, right. so that's the whole the whole summary of it for listeners who haven't read the book but i heard this through tony robbins so don't quote me on this but he said that you know it's been proven that most people after the age of 23 are not able or not capable to change unless they've hit a crisis state. Um, so this is to say that most adults over the age of you know 23 have to be in a crisis before they're actually forced to make changes towards their circumstances. And and Nate, I mean Adam and I could you know say this for sure is that when him and I I felt like someone pushed a reset button on us because you know we've gone through some stuff about I want to say four almost three years ago now. I mean really it's been kind of a journey really, but. I want to say about three years ago, I lost my mother figure to cancer. Um, Adam, wow. all at the same time, Adam lost, you know, baseball. Uh, we started our business. We went through financial hardship, genuinely went broke. We hit a crisis. And yeah. it, I always say that time in my life, you know, a lot of people are like, how do you say that your mother passing away was the best and the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And I say that because it really was the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me. Ever since then, I've changed as a person. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've bec- yeah, it was like, it's like an unveiling that has happened ever since and really finding our true purpose just to serve and to, a, to be a, of service. It was, a, it was an awakening. Absolutely. So my question for you, Nate, would be, would you say that a crisis is absolutely necessary to make a a sincere change in your opinion? Yeah. So I actually, I I agree with that statement. I do. I think we can all vouch just by experience. After 23, I feel like most of us get pretty set in our ways. And it's not until a crisis comes that, like Adam said, it kind of wakes us up. But Mm -hmm. I even work with a lot of young adults. I work with a lot of 18 to about Mm -hmm. 26 year olds. And I think that a crisis, and it's it's hard to say this, but a crisis is necessary. And if it's not a crisis, it's it's something or someone that inspires us to change. So it's either that, you know what I mean? It's that inspiration. You see something that 
causes you just to think bigger and to kind of just look up, you know, mm -hmm. or it's a crisis and um, we're so resistant to change. And sometimes it takes us hitting rock bottom for us to really evaluate what it is that we believe and the things that we hold on to, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I really think that's uh, really true with now. I mean, obviously we have social media and we have everything, all these social speakers out mm -hmm. there, you know, you have your Gary V's and you have yeah. your Tony Robbins and right. but we all have these guys out here now. And these guys only, I mean, even you, you're in the church and you're speaking too. So it's all about these, sometimes it's one out of those 200 or Gary V says, even if it's one out of the 10,000 or million people that I have, that I can yeah. make change because that's what fulfills me. Absolutely. So, but it, but it's you know, but there those ones are short in between to have those people that are truly inspired to change. Well, I say you have to right. be available for yeah, it, right? You have so to you be have to ready. surrender to it because because I feel like so like you said, Nate, you know, resistance. You know, so many people yeah. are resistant to change, and so I always say this is that life or God almost gives us these signs along the way, these signposts, yeah. right? It first starts like a nudge, um, and these are you know situations that happen to us. So I say that it's compare it to a nudge and then like a hit and then a blow to the face and then it knocks you down on your knees and typically people have to get down to that level where they've almost been down on their knees in a crisis so what are your thoughts on being aware of these signs and when life is hinting at you or when god is giving you these signs that it's really time to change and people are resisting what would your advice be for someone that is in that situation and when life situations are pressing in upon them but they're resisting yeah. how can these people really notice or be aware of these of these nudges what would your best advice be for that my so yeah that's a really good question um i feel like you know when i mean all of us were teenagers at one point in time when you're a teenager you almost think that you know everything oh, there yeah. is to know in the world you know <laughs> yeah and I, I feel like we spend most of our lives believing like we we're told to do things almost our entire life and we're told what to believe and um i feel like I, I keep going back to what you guys said about hitting rock bottom and facing a crisis obviously we don't want that to happen right, right. but when trials come our way and when we do face a crisis, this is what it does. It reveals to us what our foundation is. Ooh. And I heard quote, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I heard this quote before and I'm just, I use it over and over again. Trials don't create our foundation. They reveal them. Mm -hmm. So that's what a crisis mm -hmm. does. You guys, you know, like yeah. we'll, we'll hit a crisis. We'll hit a trial. Like you said, your, your mother figure passing away. Like that is so that's heart wrenching. And yeah. when things like that happen to us, it causes, I mean, I'll speak for myself too. My mom, she had a stroke when I was 17 and that left mm -hmm. her paralyzed and in a convalescent home. And so I remember sorry. being 17 and thinking to myself, okay, Nate, what is it that you really believe about life? What really matters most about life? You know? So those trials and those crisis moments really cause us to check our foundation and ask ourselves, what is it that you believe? And so, we don't want to wait for those things to come, you know, like right. that's not optimal for us. But I think um, being able to, because so often we just go through the motions and life life is so fast. It just flies by. I think that we need to stop and ask, start, we need to ask ourselves, what is it that I truly believe um, is, is the meaning of life? What's the reason that I'm here for, you know, right. instead of just going to find a job to get a good paying salary to pay your bills? No, what? Why was I put here on this earth? Why was I created? What is all this about? And really asking yourself those questions and not waiting until a crisis happens or an event that causes you to just really 
think about things. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I'm so actually, I'm, I'm fascinated that you said that because it actually leads me to my next question. Um, about empowering questions. So there's uh, there's disempowering questions and empowering questions. <clears throat> and in the book, there's a part where the little person, right? So there's two little people. But one of them gets stuck in the crisis where he's still hoping and wishing that that cheese is going to come back. You know, it's going to get put back there. And they've yeah. taken his cheese, right? So he's like, who's moved my cheese? I mean, hence the title of the book. Yeah. But he was focusing his energy on asking the disempowering questions instead of pl- and, and actually placing blame on someone else, right? Yeah. Instead, of, instead of taking that responsibility for, for having a choice because I felt like he felt entitled to it. How would you relate this to how so many people live their lives? And what advice would you say, you know, to move in the direction of change? Because here's the thing. I feel like when we are in a victim state, there's no getting out of that, right? You're, pity, you're in self-pity and you're in this place where nothing's your fault, right? And, and there's no right. moving in a direction of change when you're in that state. So how can a person take ownership and responsibility enough to to really make you know that leap in that direction because it it takes courage it takes courage to really take ownership for that Mm -hmm. so for you you know and and i know that you have um your own insight on this how would you relate your personal experience on how people live their lives this way and how can they really um just take ownership take responsibility Yeah, I think that, um, that that question is so powerful. And even before you guys asked me to, to do this and the topic, uh-huh. the more that I've been thinking about it in my life, I I can't believe um, how this is so close to home for me. So okay. you, yeah. So let me let me try to just elaborate on this real quick and just dig into my 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 story a little bit so, yeah no just go for it like we're and then yeah, from okay. here like we're just gonna and we're we on can, the edge of our seats nate we're ready for <laughs> this because <laughs> this is what i was thinking about you guys i was really contemplating change and how so often it's so easy to be the victim of our circumstances oh. in our life and me and my twin brother our entire life you guys like we moved around from home to home to home our mom was addicted to drugs she couldn't take care of us and then our aunt couldn't take care of us and then our uncle couldn't take care of us and then finally our best friend's family takes us in and they love us like like we're family and so i was thinking about my life and how we experienced so much change growing up like we got passed around so much from family to family to family to family and people would ask us they're like how can you forgive your mom for the lifestyle that she chose and how can how how did you guys make it they'll say and uh I think that we released people from any expectations that we had of them, even our mom. I know this sounds crazy, right? No, it doesn't. And That's incredible. So, yeah. so, and what that does is that frees, that frees me up to love mm-hmm. them freely without these expectations on yes. them. And then also, mm-hmm. because I, like everything that I was given, and it's so funny, when we look back on our lives, usually we come to this revelation, but... I was always in a situation, you guys, where I felt like anything that I was given was a gift, whether it was from my uncle, my aunt, my best friend's family, whoever it was. So I grew up with a different mindset than most people. And it gave me this mindset of, man, like I work so hard. I have a good salary and I have this house. But at the end of the day, like this was all a gift, you know? So for me, it's easier for me to have that mindset. I think that 
when um, we're really successful and we're hard workers, which we, we all are, like I know you guys are, mm-hmm. I think it's easy to get in that mindset of, I earn this. Yeah. And even in that book, mm-hmm. you guys, that book was so funny because they found this massive pile of cheese, right? So yeah. they camped out at this massive pile of cheese and they ate it. Yeah. So they ate all of it. Day by day, the pile started dwindling down. And then finally, the cheese is gone. And they're like, oh my gosh, where did our cheese go? And it's, right. it's like, you guys ate it. That's where it went. Yeah. So, and then they start blaming everybody else Mm -hmm. the world you know what i mean the people outside of the maze who took my cheese who moved my cheese and they they didn't want to take ownership and i think that when we refuse to take ownership of our life we're almost just stuck in in like a prison cell you know and we we just we we don't experience true freedom until we release other people from these expectations that we have on them and we just take ownership and responsibility for our heart, our emotions, our life, you know? Oh, I love that. No, I think the biggest thing you said was expectations. Expectations. Yeah. It, it is, it if, and I, I know Austria and I have, have sit here and like, we've always said like, we got to quit because when we expect and we're disappointed, we're disappointed, right. you know? And if we well, didn't... It puts us in pain. Yeah. I feel like when, yeah. you know, here's what I always say is like, for example... Uh, you in your situation growing up, your brothers and yours. I mean, you were you had a choice, right? So I always let me let me compare it to even when my my aunt passed away. She was my aunt, but she was like my mom, and yeah. she passed away. And I and I told myself, I said, you know, I have two choices. I could sit here and I could be angry and blame God. I can blame people. I can blame you know this disease and and just be angry like the doctors. I mean, I can blame and, and forever and be miserable. I can go that route. I can live in that place right or i can choose because i feel like there's a difference i feel like we're we're growing into a choice you know where martin luther king chose love in the face of hate you you know i mean there's right so i feel like we're moving in that direction as as a whole as a humanity so so we have this choice now and and i chose to move in a direction where where i i didn't blame anybody you know and i said okay well if we because our business i mean we do these charities right so we donate to four charities in honor of her and really we started this whole company because of her and uh, and she left us her home and so much wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for her passing so with that i was able to really move in a direction where i could live i could have a business that could live through her right so i could create changes in other people's lives so i could donate to charities that mean something um, to me and a reflection of her so i can keep her her image alive if that if that makes any sense right so there's a choice. There's two routes. And the same goes for you and your brother. You guys could have chosen to go a route of blame, going into drugs, and which happens, right? right? I mean, a lot of this does happen. Uh, but you, yeah. you two chose to be better. You chose and you didn't react. So choice versus reaction. Nate, really quick. Do you feel that if, had your circumstances growing up, had you not gone through what you went through, do you feel that you would be different today? I mean, in the sense like, do you think yeah, that, right? So do you feel that yeah. what you went through, because like a lot of people say, wow, that's a crisis, what you went through, right? So, yeah. you know, we have a choice to create a, a life of worth living, to find a purpose. I guess it's like finding a purpose, because we found our purpose in her death, and it lives yeah. on forever. It, you know, yeah. I feel like if I would have kept blaming, her death would have ended there. Uh, Because it's not a beautiful place to live. I feel like where I chose to live was in a place where where her image can continue. So earlier when you were talking about that pain of um, 
losing a loved one, but how there's so much purpose that came from that and just your business and the home that you guys have. I was reflecting on that and just because of the pain I think I've experienced in my life, I I have so much passion now for life because I felt so much pain growing up. So that pain has given me so much passion about life currently you know would you say that it's almost like an appreciation like it's passion but it's also appreciation for life yeah it is and it's funny because people will tell me all the time like you're just way too optimistic i'm like this is deeper than optimism you know like i've experienced a lot of pain so i'm just really grateful for for life absolutely it's funny you say that i mean obviously austria and i went through our hardships and then we, when we were coming back and we we're making a little bit of money and we go out to dinner so glad you brought that man, up man <laughs> this is amazing right. it's almost like you take you take things for granted but when you've grown up with that there is no taking for granted no right because uh, you right absolutely it, but it's just like you said that bike or the house it's like you appreciate everything so much more yes. and, absolutely. And, yes. it, and, it, and it's so nice to have that and, and, it, and it's like then you can go back to where you were and then appreciate that feeling that you have you're like i should always have this feeling i should always be grateful right then you're like well you begin to live there i always say it's like a place it's a place you begin to live in a place of appreciation Mm -hmm. you know and that's yeah yeah you're you're so much more aware of it at that state which which uh if the opposite was true you're you're never exposed to it so therefore like i always say about airing our son you know (laughs) we always laugh about it because we're always working and we're busy and we're grinding and you know and i'm not i'm one to say we are not to sugarcoat. We went dead broke. And I will say it, I have no shame in it. And, yeah. you know, Arian really experienced that without, we, you know, of course, we conceal it from him because we never want him to know um, there's any difference. But we definitely yeah. want him to understand the ethic behind work, right? So yeah. he has been able, like right now, we're like, go in your room, just be really quiet. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and we laugh about it because we say, you know, when he's older, um, and just everything we've done, and we've taken him out there to Hannah Flyers and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that when he's older, compared to when we have more children, which we plan on having, they're never going to see that. And I feel like Aaron is really going to uh, just have a different appreciation for life. I think he's going to yeah. have, and, and I feel like there's a reason for that. There's a purpose. He was born yeah. early on for a reason, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah, so I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, and I love how you said it's a place and you live there and I was like yes I'm over here like exactly and one of the you can see it in people too but you can when they live in that place Mm -hmm. it just exudes from who they are you know oh they radiate it they radiate it so for me growing up you guys like like I said everything was a gift and even when um can I I cut in can I cut in remember you said in that that one last the last one where you're talking about the woman the woman who is leaving the church mm-hmm. to go to another one just because she wanted a smaller church. Okay. Remember oh, you were saying like. That's right. Remember yeah. she was, but she was, she she was wanting. Oh, some, well, he, he didn't say a woman. He said specific. He didn't say specifically. He said oh, people. He oh, said people. It was a group. Said, yeah, it was a group. It was a group. Uh-huh. I, I, I put her as a woman. He wanted to accuse a woman of saying that. <laughs> Where are you going with that? No, but it, it was just like it was a person that was in choice to mm-hmm. live in a. Oh, maybe I'm not way off right now. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, babe. <laughs> I think I lost my No, I think I know what you were going to say. So you were saying that 
basically because these people were going to a church and they said oh well you know I used to like the church that I was at because it was very private and then and then as it began to grow instead of having appreciation for it growing yes, right because yeah. that's the whole purpose no, that's, that's what I was going on right the whole purpose exactly. is to spread the word and for your church to grow to actually have more people coming yeah. that should fulfill you and you should be a part of it and be yeah. you know happy mm-hmm. about it then but they were now kind of being more selfish and yeah. right okay yeah. I get what you're saying well and that, yeah and that's exactly right and that's not even for church just for life like right more people were coming to the church so it was changing right like that's not what they were used to and instead of um like assessing that the fact that the church was growing hey how can we contribute to right. this they decided just to leave because it just didn't fit with their comfort so it's right. just man so yeah. there's that that word comfort yeah, and adam yeah. and i i mean gosh we live by not being comfortable we always say if you're comfortable there's probably it's probably time for change right because yes. there's something mm-hmm. wrong um i always say that our conditioning or not even conditioning but i always want to say our reaction is to always revert to comfort that is the place that we always want to innately want to go back to yeah. because it takes courage to really you know move in a direction that is of change because it's painful it is painful but in the end right. the results of that it, it's always better you're always uh, going to stand on higher ground when you're changing you know yeah. it's always like this okay i always say there's like a dog and he's sitting on a nail and it's uncomfortable but not so uncomfortable to move right so but yeah. but life has to almost become so like has to stab him for him to actually get the hell up and move yeah. you know and that's yeah. what i say it's like it's like they're like oh well you know i hate my job but it's comfortable yes. staying well you know it's giving them just enough to stay there right but but right. it's still uncomfortable when they rather choose to live with some discomfort versus getting up and just moving even if it is just a little yeah, nudge it's over. all about the yeah. who moved my cheese it's all about who moved my cheese <laughs> yeah. it is for you you are i mean let's tell everybody what you do could you tell us a little bit about what you do so everybody can know what a beautiful yeah, person yeah. you are yeah so i mean my official title is a pastor yeah. and I work with young adults and college students and basically like I just get to do life with them you know I just get to be there for them I get to I get to teach them scripture the bible but mostly it's just doing life with them and um, I feel like I have the greatest it's hard to even call it a job honestly oh yeah yeah and you do such an amazing job I mean we we love I we always say we're like gosh I wish he was here you know because we would be (laughs) we would be there oh gosh you know, in, in the way that you do it, um, Nate, and this is what I absolutely love about the way you do this, is that you take, the way you prepare um, for it is that you take life, you know, circumstances. You yeah. take uh, a, almost like I guess you say, like, this week is change, next week is peace, next week, you know, yeah. finding inner peace. And you relate it in a way that is so... <sighs> I don't know, just relatable. It's, it's just human, you know? It's, it's human. so human. That's what I like to say. Yeah, yeah it's human. You guys, and even for me, um, my life was so inconsistent growing up. I went to church a little bit growing up, but uh-huh. I just, I wasn't able to do anything consistently, you know? Right. So even in the place I'm at today, it's like, there's, there's so much that comes with this title of pastor. It's almost, I almost, it's hard to tell people, like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh gosh, there's that question, you know? Yeah. Because uh-huh. people think like, oh, so you have all of life's answers. And it's like, no, not even. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure it out as well. So, yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. No, that's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's really fun watching you and, and, and we take so much from it and especially your stories. And this will lead me actually into my next question is that, do you feel like there's a difference now, even in religion in the way, because I feel like the way you communicate is, is, is a different way. I mean, it's changing. You're even on social media, even though, I mean, I feel like social media is one of those things that if you use it in, in the right way, it's a great thing. If you use it in the wrong way, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. not good. Um, right. It's kind of like money. I always say like money. Yeah. Money makes, it, whatever you are before money, it makes it, it amplifies it. So if you're a bad That's person, right. you're going to be worse. If you're a great person, after money, you're going to be better. So I feel like it's the same yeah. thing with social media. Um, so it just amplifies everybody's lives. But do you feel like, you are a different generation in, in coming into your teachings. Are they different? Do you feel like there's a difference in the way that we are um, growing into a new religion? If not religion, not a new religion, but a new way of teaching. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it is. I think, I mean, I get, I'm categorizing that millennial generation, you know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of funny because I'm in a position where I'm also teaching millennials and doing life with millennials. So right. I, I'm a millennial too, but I think for so often the Bible and scripture and religion has been so far above our heads, it's mm-hmm. almost felt unattainable. And it's right. felt like we've had to just put on this front and actually change ourselves to be someone that we're not mm-hmm. right. in order to in order to conform to religion or the Bible, right? You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't so, want to ask it in a way, but that is you yeah. that's perfect. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's... now you're right. And I think that now and I even, my brother is in a culture where he's in a totally different culture than I am mm-hmm. being in, in the South. Right. But Absolutely. now I think we're hitting this wave where it's like, no, I don't, I don't have to change myself in order to conform to anything. That's not right. my, con- my main concern at right. first, you know, it's like, first I just, it's, I love this. It's God always meets us right where we're at. He always does. And just to be in God's presence and to know him, like we're never left the same. It's it's impossible, you know? Just to be, it's like when you're in the face of so much beauty and love, it changes you. Like you can't, it goes back to that inspiration, you know? Like it just changes who you are. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, for us, I mean, I could say this on there um you know for me it was like i said when i we went through our whole hardship that was when i say the reset button that that is what i mean i mean we really found this this beauty that you talk about and yeah and i think that what you're doing with you know especially when you make it in such a human form like you you really come and you speak to these millennial these young adults in a way that you like you said you don't almost put expect going back to expectation you don't put expectations you're you're giving them what they need to know and that's it you're stripping it down to its bare bones right yes yeah you're stripping it down to its bare bones and you remove you're un you're almost like it's like an onion you're yeah. unveiling the truth of what it what really needs to be taken from it and that's yeah. what matters is important so i'm, I'm so glad you you said that ah oh, this is so nice no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's refreshing finally having the chance to finally talk to you i feel like we've like texted or dm yeah. for so long and now it's like dude i remember that first day like we met at the gym like forever ago like, yeah. so do i dude like you had your workouts written down on this piece of paper, dude, and I remember <laughs> watching you just get after it. <laughs> yeah. No. Back in the day, back in my... my, yeah. my uh, and I remember telling Adam a year ago, I was like, I need Nate on. And I never had the courage to ask because I was so oh my nervous. God. <laughs> I was no, so, so nervous. What, 
how you guys are as believers is how I try to be as a pastor. So yeah. I went to this conference a while back, you guys, and they talked about if you look into the Bible, mm-hmm. Jesus never. So I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, confusing, but okay. G, I mean, he, he was God. So everything he spoke, in essence, was God's word. But mm-hmm. he never spoke this this God language. Right. So mm-hmm. when he yeah. was with the woman, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he was with the woman. That's it right there. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Dude, he was. He was at the well with the woman at the well, and he told her, like, she was there for water. And he said, I'm living water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then he told people who were hungry, he said, I'm the bread of life. Like, right. he didn't use this lofty language that yes. was so just far removed from who we are as humans. And Absolutely. I loved your post the other day. You, you were talking about, Oscar, you were talking about how you yes. can be yourself. You said mm-hmm. you don't, like, you don't conform to other people's opinions of who you are you know you're loved and absolutely. that to me is that's god's language you know absolutely. what i mean absolutely yes yes absolutely no yeah. i you know i always say jesus came and I'll, you know that song of this is how we do it he came yeah. and showed us how we do it this is how we do yeah. it and he sacrificed yeah. himself to give it to set an example for how we should live our lives See, yes a hundred yeah. million percent i love that oh Nate. Yeah. <laughs> you guys hey i just my brother just dropped me off at the airport in denver we just had a week together and uh-huh. i can't explain it like we have this just because of everything that we've gone through like our connection is so crazy strong Absolutely. and we never we never really get shook until we're saying bye to each other and oh, gosh. I just, yeah so i said bye to him and i was thinking about this podcast and i'm not i'm not just saying these words like i was thinking about who you guys are as people and i'm like man life is so short and Mm -hmm. i want to continue to know that people like you have my back and that like you guys know that i have your back and i believe in what you guys are doing and let's leverage our lives in a way to where we can just make a massive impact on people's lives you know what i mean that's like our whole goal nate (laughs) our whole goal is to change change the outlook of life with people we want to change people's perspective we want to i mean obviously we you you see it we want to change people's perspective of riverside well we want to start small and branch out from there but even if we do like you said it doesn't the number isn't but but we want to give people we want to give people happiness we want to give people a place to be we want to be of service I, i feel like our entire purpose on this planet is to be of service and i feel like you know everything that is a blessing as far as uh you know house or a car you know all those are signposts along the way that was so good you said that earlier yeah those are like those are all signposts along the way but our true purpose has been placed there by god and we all have it and and i feel like our entire job is just to find that to unveil this this conditioning right so so our parents have conditioned us to i feel like as babies we're pure right so we come from from heaven so we're pure we're these pure little angels and then over time you know we're conditioned and conditioned and conditioned and then it gets to a point where we're so set on our ways that it's very hard to change but i think our purpose on this planet is to consistently um begin to surrender to to become more and more i guess vulnerable yeah. To surrender yeah. to to um. Uh, you said you said yes. you said something the other day. I don't know if it was a post, or you said something like that that you have to. Uh, I feel re- like you're. I feel like I know what you're you talking say, about. You say you're like you have to reveal. You have to. What did you say, Nate? I can't remember. What was it, dude? <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> you said something about having to peel back or having to reveal. I don't even know if that's what it was, but. It, 
Yeah. I, it was along the lines of when you said that, we're like, yes, <laughs> that's it. You know, yeah. that's our entire... I'll our, remember it right as we get off this phone call. Our entire call. purpose. <laughs> yeah. And, do, and even like, Adam, you were saying, some of us grow up and we're conditioned in a way to where we feel like we don't have a choice, you know? Yeah. And we don't even know that we have the potential to make a choice. And when I spoke, I spoke yeah. last Tuesday to my group and I, I just... Um, this this like mantra has been in my head we can choose change or change will choose us yes. like there's no other option you know and i relate it back to fitness because it's so easy for me but i can choose change like i can decide to wake up earlier i can decide to make healthier yes. um eating habits i can decide i can choose these things or i can let change choose me right so Absolutely. every time i every time i decide to sleep in every time i decide to overeat every time i decide just to be lazy mm-hmm. change is choosing me and so mm-hmm. each one has a cost each one has a cost so every time i choose change i'm choosing sacrifice in that moment but yes. when change chooses me the cost is compiling and yes. it's building interest and then one day when it's too late it's it the cost is so high i can't even afford you know Absolutely. it's like even with our emotional health, you guys, like we're so afraid to speak our emotions and tell people what it is that we're feeling or going through. And that's sacrifice. Like we have to yes. choose to do that in the moment. I'm still learning become, that name. Still learning. Yeah, <laughs> dude, bro, so am I, dude, so am I. <laughs> No, and Nate, just to quote quote you really quick, though, I actually have this written, so I just want to say this. Um, So to quote you, you said, "Let's, let's travel this road together. Let's choose the life we know is out there. Let's break some rules and give this life all we've got. Here's to choosing change rather than letting it choose us. So, so good. That's what got me. I was like, I have to get him right now on the podcast because of that. That was... I know you're right. I mean, you know, for me, I always say you said it's, um, you know, letting life or letting it choose you or you choose it. I say it's reaction versus choice. We can live in choice or we can live in reaction. Reaction, you know, animals live in reaction. Like we can live in that primitive um, instinct, I guess, if you will. Right. Or we can choose. We can use our intellect and choose to be better. Um, yep. So absolutely, absolutely. And so I, good. Oh well, we're gonna let you go now because I know you have a flight. <laughs> and where are you headed? You're headed home now, right? Yeah, I'm headed back to Phoenix. Yeah, and you were in Colorado. Yeah, well, yeah, it was it was fun watching you out there with your brother. Colorado and Arizona. Those two places in our lives, man. It's the weirdest thing, you know? They just, yeah, people, we keep either coming across people, um, clients, or whatever it is, or we just see it. These two, yes, I don't understand, and I I think I'm just going to let it. And you're in Colorado, and you're going to Arizona, Nate. (laughs) It's really strange. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe maybe it's a sign for him to be on it today. Think about that. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe, but uh, yeah, we will let you go, because I know you're... You're uh, having to catch that flight. But, Nate, thank you so much for being on with us. Yeah, Nate, you're the best. Yeah, you guys are so welcome. Seriously, anytime. Thank you for tuning in, Good Vibers. And be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Sunday by downloading the podcast app found at the App Store. Catch you all next week. Have a happy, happy Sunday.